0: This is now routine. I mean, every day, a January 6th hearing, it seems like, another one trying to convince people that this was worse than Pearl Harbor. I mean, the hyperbole, the hype, the -the over-the-top rhetoric, it is that, uh, yeah, they're going there. This is the worst thing that ever happened to America. It is total and complete nonsense. Another hearing today by the same crazy committee. I think it's, quite frankly, devious and wicked. Their tactics, their techniques... The one-sidedness of it all, it's totally not American. This is happening. They're talking about something phony, in my opinion, and something real is happening right now, and it's being totally ignored by our government and certainly our media class. Sixty, six-zero pro-life facilities across the country have been vandalized or torched, firebombed, Molotov cocktails, arson, and grotesque graffiti Over the past several weeks, since it became apparent that Roe v. Wade just might, just might be overturned, This is happening. This is real. And it's being completely ignored. May 3rd, Sacred Heart of Mary Catholic Church in Boulder, Colorado, vandalized with my body, my choice graffiti. May 5th in Portland, Oregon, the Pregnancy Resource Center was smashed up. May 7th, St. John, the 23rd Catholic Church in Fort Collins, Colorado, graffiti written all over the place, doors and windows smashed up in an attacked claimed by Colorado anarchists. May 8th, Wisconsin Family Action was burned and vandalized. Also on May 8th, the Loretto House Pregnancy and Parenting Resource Center, which houses pregnant women in Denton, Texas, was vandalized severely. Pro-choice demonstrators attack, scream at, and spit. On students for Kari, they're volunteers for Kari Lake. She's running for governor in Phoenix, Arizona. That was ugly and extreme. May 15th, a woman disrupts Sunday services held by a pregnancy center shouting and hurling objects in Long Beach, California. May 17th, statues of religious statues were smashed and decapitated at Our Lady of Sorrow's Catholic Church here in New York City. May 27th, Linwood, Washington, a pro-life pregnancy center, vandalized, windows smashed. Again, none of this gets mentioned. May 28th, eighth, eighth, threats and pro-abortion messages spray-painted at the Respect Life office building in Hollywood, Florida. June 7th, Buffalo, New York, pro-life pregnancy center, firebombed by Jane's Revenge, a pro-abortion radical group. Also on June 7th, a pro-life pregnancy center vandalized in Asheville, North Carolina. June 11th, Hope Pregnancy vandalized with window smash and graffiti in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. June 11th, the Gresham Pregnancy Resource Center firebombed in Gresham, Oregon. June 13th, property destruction and attempted arson at the office of Washington State Representative Andy Barkas, a pro-life Republican in Boston Harbor, Washington. And these are just a few of the episodes that are not being taken seriously. I don't hear the FBI announcing any new task force. What do I hear? Oh yeah. The threat posed by white supremacists, white supremacists, right? How about those ones in Idaho? This is a very peculiar case. They were arrested before they rioted. They said they were going to riot. They were going to disrupt a uh, a pride festival, according to law enforcement. But we're not quite sure about that, quite frankly. The the details are very sketchy. But it did give Joe Biden something to talk about, to complain about white supremacy.
1: Just look at what happened in Idaho last weekend. 31 white supremacists stopped just before they reached the Pride celebration, where they apparently planned to unleash violence on people gathering peacefully in a show of their pride. I'm grateful for the swift response of law enforcement, and they responded. They responded.
0: All right. They didn't riot yet. I can't stand white supremacists. But these guys were allegedly just thinking about doing something, and law enforcement just swept in and stopped it all. Again, 60 pro-life facilities targeted. This is terrorism. This is essentially terrorism. And we don't hear about it. What do we hear, though? The threat that if you're a Trump supporter, I'm a Trump supporter, that we, we pose to democracy. According to hand-picked Republicans at this crazy committee, Judge Ludig, he destroyed his legacy. This guy's a conservative, or at least he used to be. Listen to the insanity.
2: Donald Trump and his allies and supporters Are a clear and present danger to American democracy.
0: Seems to be making those comments under duress last week at the January 6th hearing. Um, really, our concerns about the November 2020 election Joe Biden's the president, relax everybody. That's a clear and present danger. How dare this guy, and how dare so many like him? If you want to talk clear and present danger, how about the media culture that is fundamentally altered and shifted law enforcement in this country. Talk about Uvalde for a moment, that horrible scene, 19 children, two of their teachers killed. And you know by now that the cops waited too long. Here's a picture. Have you seen this security camera footage from inside, inside the school? Cops standing around waiting for an hour before, well, before they did anything. Now, where could that have come from? Number one, look, I support law enforcement, but this this is really bad. But I'm starting to wonder, though, why did they wait? Why did they wait? I mean, let's look at the images over the past two years. Cops have been subjected to so much punishment, torment, harassment on the streets, everywhere they go. Everywhere they go, right? These are now, the good guys are now somehow the bad guys. Are they afraid, perhaps, to take action, knowing that, well... Law enforcement, I mean prosecutors and the media, are just waiting to catch them in a mistake and then sending it all over the world.
1: Growing outrage, the young black man killed by officers, police mistaking him for the gunman. The real suspect tonight still on the loose.
2: A man is dead after police mistook him for a carjacker, violently Don't pulling care. him from his own vehicle, what? slamming his head against the door doorjamb of his car, putting him in a stranglehold,
3: and tasing him twice.
1: When police arrived, they mistakenly shot and killed the grandfather.
3: An officer mistaking a hammer for a gun when he opened fire on a suspected looter.
4: We're tired of police getting away with murder. The biggest concern a lot of people seem to have with policing is that they're just never held accountable when they make mistakes.
0: That's untrue. Um, And by the way, that's all exaggerated. It is. Police are professionals in this country. The threat they pose to unarmed black men is minuscule, minuscule. Fewer unarmed black men die than unarmed white men at the hands of law enforcement in America. You can look it up. It's true. So what were they thinking in Uvalde? I mean, somebody said, oh, we got to wait for the boss. I don't know, I wish they had gone in. But when you see the culture and when you see how everyone is nitpicking and so quick to condemn their actions, you wonder, I did wish they went in. They should have gone in so much faster. So that brings us back to uh, Congress. What do they do? What have they ever done? Do they focus on our problems? No, they focus on things they think can get them ahead. And this, this hearing, You know, Mark Levin pointed it out, and we did too, that this is a Soviet-style hearing. This is a show trial. Joseph Stalin had these things all the time. You have a pre-arranged, ordained verdict. You only have witnesses who agree with you. No cross-examination. This is fundamentally un-American. And to bring in, once again, Adam Schiff, isn't he embarrassed at this point? He should be. I mean, we've seen him now for years. He's been wrong on everything, literally everything. He has no shame. He comes out and he's doing it again. If he was wrong all those times, do you think he's suddenly right? Of course not. What happened?
1: You still had to take a lot of steps to try to make sure the public knew the truth about these allegations. Uh, And you did frequent uh, briefings for the press. Let's take a look at one of those press briefings, uh, Mr. Sterling, that you held on December 7th uh, to make the point that you just did today.
4: It has to stop. Mr. President, you have not condemned these actions or this language. Senators, you have not condemned this language or these actions. This has to stop. We need you to step up. And if you're going to take a position of leadership, show some. This is elections. This is the backbone of democracy. And all of you who have not said a damn word are complicit in this.
0: Remember his hysterics? This is uh, Gabriel Sherman. And he was there today at the, uh, at the hearing. All smug. His, his moment to shine. You know, I, was, I remember when I first saw him, I, I figured he was some sort of elected official. He's not. He's a Georgia state bureaucrat. But oh boy, did he run with it, huh? He ran with it because he was authorized to run with it. He was authorized to. Back to the sham investigation. You know, it's okay in this country to make a phone call, to object to things. This is a free country. Rudy Giuliani, they tried to get on his case for making phone calls. Watch. Another legislator, Pennsylvania House Speaker Brian Cutler, received daily voicemails from Trump's lawyers in the last week of November.
1: Mr. Speaker, this is Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis. We're calling you together because we'd like to discuss, obviously, the election.
5: Hello, Mr. Speaker. Uh, This is Jenna Ellis, and I'm here with Mayor uh, Giuliani.
1: Hey, Brian. It's Rudy. I really have something important to call to your attention that I think really changes things.
4: Cutler felt that the outreach was inappropriate and asked
0: his lawyers to tell Rudy Giuliani to stop calling, but Giuliani continued to reach out. (gasps) Like a telemarketer, he called back. Let's have a congressional hearing about all this. By the way, who is this guy? Who is he? He just pops up in the middle of the hearing. This guy and a lot of other exceedingly young people, seemingly very young and inexperienced people, kept showing up. I don't know who they are, investigators of some sort? Uh, He wasn't the only one. Take a look. Beginning in late November 2020, the president and his lawyers started appearing before state legislators, urging them to give their electoral votes to Trump, even though he lost the popular vote.
4: The select committee received testimony that those close to President Trump began planning to organize fake electors for Trump in states that Biden won in the weeks after the election. On December 19th, President Trump tweeted about the January 6th rally and told attendees, be there, we'll be wild. Many of the witnesses that we interviewed were inspired by the president's call and came to D.C. for
1: January 6th.
0: Who are these people? Who are these children? 23-year-olds are lecturing America. No cross-examination. Investigators for the committee, and they stop and we listen to them? We're going to listen to them. Hey, they're not elected. These folks, so much of the swamp, not elected. President Trump was elected. And guess what? None of his advisors were elected. And whatever they were advising, you didn't have to follow their advice. The swamp doesn't work that way, usually. Oh, they're all beholden to the swamp. Fortunately, he wasn't but it's true, they
5: are. Bill Stepien describing how he and other advisors told Trump in the days after the election that the odds of winning were slim. Advisors told Trump election fraud claims were false. Trump's aides told him he'd lost the election. Several of Trump's advisors
0: testified that they tried to convince the president that his claims of election fraud were false. So what, a bunch of advisors. The advisors weren't elected. He's the president of the United States. Leadership sometimes, you know, leadership can be lonely. You know who knows about that or knew about it? The late, great Winston Churchill. His advisors were giving him all kinds of horrible advice at one point. Surrender to Hitler. Yes, that's what they wanted him to do. His entire team. And you know what? He wouldn't stand for it. Thank God. We'd all be speaking German now. Who knows? It's actually in this great movie. Gary Oldham, I believe, played uh, Winston Churchill. And here's the moment where some of his staff, his precious staff, say, give it up, Winnie. You cannot reason with a tiger when your head is in its mouth. <laughs> he wasn't listening to his advisors. Hmm, how strange. We should have committee hearings about Winston Churchill defying his advisors. Thank goodness we had a president, like Trump, who wasn't beholden to the swamp. That's what we liked about him. You get it? He was the president, not Bill Barr and his hangups. okay? Not those children we showed you before, not them, and not Mike Pence. He was vice president, not president. We had one president, Trump, and it was up to him. And if you think I'm wrong, check it out. It's in the Constitution. We'll be right back. We've got much more, including how MSNBC, always a terrible network, has gotten even worse with their overt racism. Be right back. All, All I can, can say is, that, is that, that the fake news just, just doesn't, doesn't get, get, get it, it. Do, it, do, they? do they? They don't think- Remember when the statues started coming down? I mean, really coming down, especially in 2020. Those old racist white men, you know, like George Washington, Abe Lincoln, people like that, right? All over the place coming, tumbling down. And the mainstream media stood aside, actually supported this, helped glorify it. And that was shameful, utterly shameful. Well, now that all those old statues are gone, they're replacing them, building new statues in their place. And boy, the reviews for the new statues are coming in. People are excited. One just went up in um, New Orleans, and they're already saying it is uh, about as good as public art gets. It's an Afropix sculpture, as good as public art gets. Let's see. What else? Uh, uh, this, the mayor says it's breathtaking. So let's take a look at the new statue in New Orleans. Are you ready? What do we have here exactly? What is this thing? Let me see it again. Take it full, please. Uh, Is it a piano? No. Kind of. with. It reminds me of an organ. Wait a second. Wait a second. All right. All right. I think I do. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. A couple of things going on there. It's an Afro pick. Uh, And it is a black power sign and they combined it all together to make a statue that signifies, I guess, an Afro pick and uh, uh, a fist black power. Right. Uh, I prefer George Washington. I think that's more unifying. I think that's more significant. Um, Don't you? All right. Also this.
5: Get out of my face. I'm not in your face. face. Get out of my neighborhood.
0: This is the cell
4: phone video he captured after he was confronted and surrounded by white neighbors while he was trying to park at his friend's house. He said one of the men, now identified as Howard Hughes, struck his car with a cone and said Donald Corsi threw a large rock through the window.
5: And he explained the story to me, and I'm like, you mean to tell me that grown men did this to you?
0: Yes, ma'am. Grown men yelled at your son, and one of them may have thrown a rock at his car when he was speeding through the neighborhood. By all accounts, even your son's account. First of all, here's your son. His name is Jermaine, and uh, he's upset. I understand. Okay, he had a, a traumatic day. A lot of drag racing, and people in the neighborhood did not like that. Can I see the drag racing, please? All right. People are not going to like that kind of driving on a cul-de-sac, all right? They're not going to like it. Uh, back to the news report, please. His mother called it scary. They
4: believed this was a hate crime. Even though Jermaine's passenger was white, some of the language directed at him by neighbors made him feel discriminated against. Get
1: out of this neighborhood. All right.
3: Get out of this neighborhood.
0: Wow. Get out of this neighborhood. Now I've heard it all. So the uh, two gentlemen who are upset, Both arrested. You saw that, right? Both arrested. It looks like uh, cancel culture is swinging in uh, big time. Can't find where they work anymore. They may may both have lost their jobs. We're not sure. And the victim, uh, the news is calling him the victim, Jermaine Jones. Now, I thought of something, and when the mother said, you know, how she reacted, if this young man had been shot and killed by, say, a person of color, nobody would care. But since he was yelled at by white men... It's a pretty significant story. Newspapers all over the country are covering this. I would prefer him to be alive, wouldn't you? Interesting. Interesting how this is noteworthy. White men yelled at him, and everyone's losing their minds. But if he were killed by a person of color, there would be no outrage. There's something fundamentally wrong with that, isn't there? The New York Times, by the way, driving so much of the negativity and just the The whole warped nature of our culture right now. Here's an example. Uh, The assassination plot uncovered against Justice Kavanaugh. For more on that, turn to page A20. That's called uh, burying something in the newspaper. They have all kinds of peculiar uh, articles and habits over there. Oh, this is a recent piece. Is it ethical to have children amid the climate crisis? Is it ethical to have children right now? I wonder, I wonder, well, I wonder who the hell would authorize this kind of coverage. Well, here's the guy. He's newly in charge, the uh, the top editor, and that might give you just the picture. I'm sorry. Just the picture alone might give you some idea of why that place is so crazy. Who does this? <laughs> who, who lets a magazine photographer come in and take a picture of him like this on the floor? Can I see him eating breakfast one more time? I mean, that's pretty, uh, everyone's laid back during breakfast. Not him. Looks like a potential assassin. I'm sorry. I know he's not going to kill anybody, but keep an eye on him nonetheless. All right. So we got a a crazy paper, The New York Times, that is driving so much of the left's agenda. And we have a crazy network that does the same thing. MSNBC. They call themselves a news network. Well, we got this from their actual programming. This is what they call news. Listen.
5: how do we get our hair and makeup together back in the news business the, your beautiful hair mm-hmm. would not have been allowed even five yeah. years ago. Yeah. I went renegade last year and started wearing every kind of braid style. Every single one of our businesses, we've had to deal with our hair being fried, falling out of oh our hair. God, yeah. somebody who didn't know how to do us, yeah. couldn't Ooh. sit in the thing. We couldn't have a black hair makeup team. Foundations, two-shades, dark, And ashy, right.
0: That's not good television. All right. Everybody has their complaints, but they put it all on TV. Um, There's more, though, and it gets weirder.
5: The things that we have to battle through sometimes, it's like trying to hold your little candle against like the winds of the ocean. Mm. Um, And I felt that way sometimes coming up in sports because, like you said, it's very white male dominated. Uh, A lot of times they simply don't want you there. Mm -hmm. And I've been on both sides of it where I've worked really hard to get to, you know, the NBA finals. And I've had a white woman raise her hand and say, you only got the job because you're black.
0: Uh, she worked really hard. Welcome to the world. Oh, boy, white male dominated. So terrible. Um, what else? Hey, affirmative action. I, I actually think you got there on the merits, ma'am, but uh, nobody likes affirmative action. All right. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if people make that observation from time to time, fairly or unfairly. What happened
5: next? And it is incredible the way that we're breaking in. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about you, sister. I mean, there is mean? nothing whiter and nailer than the comedy world. Yeah, correct. It's a lonely, lonely world to be a black woman
0: there. Yeah. Uh, Whiter and maler than the comedy world. The two biggest comedians in the world are Kevin Hart, I believe, and Dave Chappelle. What are they talking about? More.
5: I wear this hair for a reason. It makes makes white supremacists so damn mad. (laughs) Listen, they don't think somebody like this should work at the New York Times or be on television. And every time I go and speak at a college when black girls are like, I didn't know I could be successful and that's wear right. my hair that's how I right. wanted. Yes, what right. other race of people? Yeah. Yeah. Is it okay to say the way your hair grows out of your head is offensive it, to
3: me? Yeah.
0: Your hair, I, look, I uh, is that how it grows out of her hair? Who knows? Who cares, by the way? Who cares? Next.
5: I just want to get rid of all the layers and just see who I am and who I can function as on camera. And I think I had always been prepping myself and making myself up for the white male gaze because that's what sports is. That's what if you're covering football, the expectation is. I'm thinking my hair has to be long. It has to be down to here. And one day I showed up and was like, no, I'm about to do the Winter Olympics and I'm going to cut all my hair off and it's going to be razored on the side and whatever's there will be there and whatever's not is not going to show up on camera. But it was scary. like To bear your whole self on camera and be a black woman is scary scary
0: well i mean she's in television uh scary scary by the way she makes several million dollars a year that's maria taylor there was recently a bidding war for her services she's done well in this industry she seems to hate with all those white males around what a shame next
5: my husband has access to tools to defeat racism and to disarm white people and white supremacy that I simply don't have. Yeah. I do not have access. And if I try to pick up this tool, I have a, they have a very different outcome right. than he has.
0: I don't know what she's talking about, but I do know this. All of those women are fairly accomplished, well-accomplished women. But boy, oh boy, are they bitter about it. And I think they thought that it should have come a lot easier. Life's a struggle for everybody stay with us. Mike Pence wants to be president. Yeah, there's making noise about actually running for president, maybe even against Donald Trump. In my opinion, give it up, Mike. Be right back.
1: They won't give you the facts. They don't tell the truth. Their bias is incredible. Now millions are turning to Eric Bolling, the balance to get the real story. Watch him on Newsmax.
0: It's really wild, but there's a damn good chance Kamala Harris is going to be president of the United States. A lot of folks are saying Joe Biden is not going to make it to the end of the term. He's probably going to have to resign. And there seems to be no plan to get her out. Even the Democrats can't stand her for many reasons, including that she's not that smart and is always making mistakes like
3: this. And you know how I think about routine, I think that we all know today is a day to celebrate the principle of freedom. And think about it in terms of the context of history, knowing that black people in America were not free for 400 years of slavery.
0: 400 years. It was significantly less than 300 years. But her showing up at some daycare facility talking about these issues does not bring America together. We already know this, by the way. We do. But why does she hype it all the time? Talk about it. Dwell on it. I think it's to divide us, and I think it's to have more power. She wants more power. And unfortunately, I think she's probably going to get it. Yeah, it's unfortunate. All right. Watch this, please.
5: Being black in American. Is a crime, according oh, to ready. Miami Dade Police. You're going
4: to give me your driver's license? Give me your driver's license, registration. Listen and closely.
1: If not, you will not be going to work today. Simple thing, man. This is how you guys get killed out here, man. That- registration
4: what? and what? insurance. Say that again? My God. Did Say he that just again. threaten you him? Say what you just registration said. Registration and insurance. You Say don't what? want to give him to Why me? Would kill? Why we get killed? what would get killed, for?
2: Okay, okay. okay. Uh, you're gonna be famous, though. You're gonna be famous. Look at him. Got nothing on me, pulled me over, and threatened to shoot me. Tried
5: him to kill me. We're going to court, man.
0: All right, we all heard it. The cop did not threaten to shoot the guy. It looked like it was an unpleasant interaction. There may have been some um, resistance, some non-compliance initially, or maybe some attitude. I was always told to try to be nice to the cops when you get pulled over. This guy wasn't uh, doing that. And uh, the cop is on desk duty. Now, let's see why this guy was pulled over and what he's facing, although I think it's all going to go away. Well, he wasn't wearing a seatbelt, allegedly. Invalid license plate, allegedly. Expired insurance. And a suspended license. I don't think that's a good idea to go driving. Do you? I don't care what your color is. Driving with a suspended license. Hmm. Hey, you know who Eric Grayton is? He's the former governor of Missouri, a Navy SEAL. And he won't stop talking about being a Navy SEAL. He talks about it way too much. You know, I had to resign because of the <clears throat> unpleasantness um, You know, something with a hairdresser and uh, photographs, allegedly. Anyway, personal life blew up. He had to resign as governor. I think he was arrested at one point. He has a new commercial, uh, political commercial. Maybe this was a stunt. Maybe this was designed, oh, look at me. Cancel culture is coming. Look, I can't stand rhinos. You beat them at the ballot box, but you don't pretend you want to conduct homicidal home invasions against them. And that's what he did. Eric Greitens, Navy SEAL, and today we're going rhino hunting.
5: The rhino feeds on corruption and is marked by the stripes of cowardice.
4: Join the MAGA crew. Get a rhino hunting permit. There's no bagging limit, no tagging limit, and it doesn't expire until we save our country.
0: Yeah, it's pretty weird. Uh, That's uh, that's a little too intense. Right. So uh, I don't think it's going to work out. Who knows? You know, he really should be at this point in his career, I guess, running for he should have just been reelected as Missouri governor when he was inaugurated, made such a big deal about it, even had a B2 bomber fly over for some reason. Support the constitutions
3: of the United States,
5: of the United States,
3: and of the state of Missouri,
5: and of the state of Missouri,
3: and that I will faithfully demean myself, and that
5: I will faithfully myself in the office, in the
3: office of governor of the state of Missouri, of governor of the state of Missouri. So help me God. So help me God.
0: That was a little much. Again, I think he flew over because he was in the Navy SEALs and it was all about him and his military service. I think that was all. Some guys overdo it. I was in the military, proud of it. But to base an entire political personality around your military service, we'll see what happens. What do they say? Every sinner has a future. Every saint has a past. So we'll keep an eye on this campaign. You know who I really like when it comes to handling military service? J.D. Vance. He's the Republican nominee for U.S. Senate in Ohio. I only found out that he had been a U.S. Marine because Donald Trump said so at a rally. He doesn't go around talking about it all that much. I'm sure it made him who he is. I'm sure he's very grateful for the experience. But he keeps it in perspective, and he doesn't remind everybody about it all the time. Maybe I should be more like that. All right, Vice President Mike Pence. He thinks he can be president of the United States. According to the reporting, he is taking a good hard look at running. He is open to running in 2024 against Trump. Now, I think that's a terrible idea. Number one, he's not nimble enough. He's not decisive enough. He's too wooden. He's not imaginative. He's I just don't see it happening. And I think it would be incredibly disloyal to uh, to Donald Trump. And some of us do feel misled by mike pence do you remember when he said this
1: i know we all we all got our doubts about the last election and i want to assure you i share the concerns of millions of americans about voting irregularities and i promise you come this wednesday we'll have our day in congress we'll hear the objections we'll hear the evidence
0: We'll hear the evidence, but we won't do anything about it. That's the problem. Now, under the Electoral Count Act of 1887, a lot of us thought that he had far more discretion not to overturn the election. And that's what he says. He puts it, I think, falsely. We weren't actually looking for what he says we were looking for. Take a look.
1: I heard this week that President Trump said I had the right to overturn the election. President Trump is wrong. I had no right to overturn the election. The presidency belongs to the American people and the American people alone. And frankly, there is no idea more on american than the notion that any one person could choose the American president.
0: Okay, well, um, not overturn the election. Under the Electoral Count Act of 1887, and this is why they want to change it, by the way, they do want to change it because... They understand that you had discretion, Vice President Pence. You could have sent these votes, say, back to Harrisburg, back to Phoenix, uh, back to Atlanta, and say, we, we need this straightened out. Are you sure? Because there were a lot of legislators who weren't. Okay? Now, even Judge Ludig, the star witness for the January 6th committee, said, You did have more options. At least that was the implication. Take a look at this very interesting exchange.
1: Judge Ludig, at the risk of oversimplifying for the non-lawyers who are watching, is it fair to say that the 12th Amendment basically says two things happen? The vice president opens the certificates and the electoral votes are counted. Is it that straightforward?
2: I would not want that to be my testimony before the Congress of the United States. The language of the 12th Amendment is that simple.
0: There's wiggle room here. And that's what lawyers look for sometimes, wiggle room, okay? So, Mike Pence, you had some options. There are people out there who believe that. And it's legal in America to look at a law and have one opinion and somebody else to look at the same law and have a different opinion. That's what we have judges for. You are not a judge, Mike Pence. The fake news, suddenly they want to be your friend. They glorify you because of January 6th. And by the way, I wish they'd stop it with this stuff. Rioters at the Capitol came within 40 feet of former Vice President Mike Pence on January 6th. Approximately 40 feet. That's all there was. 40 feet between the Vice President and the mob. 40 feet. Now I want to point out, that 40 feet is closer than from where I'm standing to where my executive producer, Tom Purcell, is standing right now. So, uh, 40 feet, 40 feet. None of those mobsters had weapons, by the way. And here he is. Does he look, uh, does he look in peril in any way whatsoever? No, no. He was also in the, uh, the parking lot at one point. You know the mob got less than 40 feet to Kavanaugh, to Justice Kavanaugh. They're on his front sidewalk. Someone measured it. That's less than 20 feet to his front door. Where's Stephen Colbert on that? Where's the fake news on that? 40 feet from Mike Pence, he had 80 Secret Service agents with machine guns surrounding him. Did this guy have that kind of protection? No, he didn't. Sorry, Mike Pence, you're not presidential material. And everybody knows it. When we come back, ever notice how many people go totally crazy about any hormones or anything foreign in their food? I understand that. But liberals, liberals are really seriously focused on that. They're totally fine with artificial hormones being injected into people like Leah Thomas, all that testosterone suppressant. It's very weird. It's a contradiction. We'll have an expert to talk about just how bad these hormones artificially placed can be.
2: Donald Trump and his allies and supporters are a clear and present danger to American democracy.
0: I've seen a lot of weird things from these January 6th hearings. This perhaps is the weirdest from. Conservative former judge uh, Michael Ludig, I'd like to bring in Joe DiGenova, former U.S. attorney for Washington, D.C., Newsmax contributor. Want to get your sense overall of the latest with the January 6th hearings, but specifically with that guy, um, Joe, who got to him? That, and he seems kind of totally out of it and weird. Uh, this is a very
4: interesting story. In 1991, Ludig was the wunderkind in conservative legal circles. And Father George Bush nominated him to put him on the Fourth Circuit so he would end up on the Supreme Court. When Sandra Day O'Connor retired in 2005, Ludwig expected to be nominated to take her place. Instead, George Bush W. Bush, the son, nominated Sam Alito. Within several months of that, Ludwig resigned from the the Fourth Circuit. He was 51 years old at the height of his legal career and went to become the general counsel of Boeing. He was, according to the Bush people, he was extremely bitter and really angry about not being put on the Supreme Court to replace Sandra Day O'Connor. What you saw play out during the committee was that bitterness.
0: Wow, yeah, I mean, quite frankly, he looked bitter. I mean, it looked like a couple of decades, decade and a half of bitterness Why would he hold that against President Trump, though? He had nothing to do with that. You know, when you watched
4: him give his testimony, it was halting. He had great difficulty delivering his speech. I don't know why that occurred. It was extremely slow, and you could tell the committee wished that it had gone more quickly. Uh, You know, is a very difficult thing to analyze and see
0: and, and measure. But uh, that testimony was bitterness personified. And I just the thing that really got to me that he was calling supporters, us, me, you know, that we're a threat. And I think that's very, very dangerous. Uh, Once again, Joe, appreciate you. Sorry we went a little bit long earlier. Former U.S. attorney uh, Joe DiGenova, a true patriot. Thank you. We'll have you back soon. All the best. Thank you. All right. Be right back. Ever notice how liberals insist on everything being organic when it comes to their food? Yet they're totally at peace putting all kinds of chemicals in their bodies when they get tattoos. You know, a lot of that stuff is not regulated. Who the hell knows what that what's in that ink? And also this. They're totally cool, totally fine with... Uh, transgenders loading up with all kinds of who knows what, artificial testosterone blockers, all kinds of crazy things. It seems inherently unhealthy to me. I'm not a physician. I'd like to bring in Dr. Carol Lieberman. She is a psychiatrist and host of Dr. Carol's Couch Podcast. Go to drcarol.com. Dr. Carol, welcome. It seems very um, basic to me, though, that that stuff would be harmful to the body. Your thoughts, if you don't mind.
3: Absolutely. What's going on is child abuse. In school, kids are being fed propaganda by teachers and school boards who want them to become anything other than what they were biologically born into in terms of their sex. And at home, parents are confused, you know, and and kids these days, of course, we know that kids have all kinds of mental health problems, you know, after the after the lockdowns and so on. But they are miss they are confusing these uh, this unhappiness or other mental health problems with having gender dysphoria. So everybody jumps on that and thinks, oh, my child must have gender dysphoria. I have to do something about it. And then we have some medical people who there's a whole industry now that are making money using kids, exploiting kids, exploiting kids confusion and filling them with hormones and um, uh, puberty blockers and then male hormones for women and and, uh, estrogens for men, boys and so on. And um, they are, like you like you just said, yes, in fact, of course, these hormones can have negative effects when they're not being used for the normal things that they are used for.
0: Uh, doctor, very quickly, um, y- you work with this every day. You see it all the time. You're in Los Angeles, too. How much of it is just a fashionable trend? It seems very trendy, right? That's a big part of it. And if you don't mind, uh, just uh, 10 or 15 seconds.
3: Yes, it is all part. Everybody wants to be cool. Part of the trend. Kids are feeling lonely. They want to belong. And now these people who are trans are welcoming them with open arms. And so they think, well, that's what I'll do. I'll be part of that group. And parents are going along because they're being threatened that if your child doesn't do this, they're going to be commit suicide.
0: Go to Dr. dot com. Dr. Carol, Carol with an E dot com. I love it. Thank you, Dr. Carol. We'll have you back soon. All the best. Be right back.
4: If you've had it with the old news and the same spent, well, then Spicer and Company's your place for the inside story and for the facts that you need to know.
0: Thanks so much. We'll see you later.